Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On the ML Sports Platter, we absolutely pride ourselves on being able to talk about a little of everything in the sports world. There may be off-seasons for your favorite leagues and teams, but there's no downtime. Free agent signings, coaching changes, draft picks, and more mean there are always stories to tell. And I got to tell you, I learned so much about sports reporting and storytelling during my time at St. Bonaventure University, including how to find the most interesting stories. SBU has that long-standing relationship and reputation for training future journalists, including myself, Adrian Wojnarowski, Donna DeToda, Mike Vaccaro. This reputation continues with its online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism. This entirely online degree option builds podcasting, interviewing, and research skills needed in today's changing media landscape. Students learn how to follow high professional standards as they tell nuanced stories about the sports we love. You don't need any writing or broadcast experience to start this program, just a passion for the profession. SBU doesn't require an application fee or GRE or GMAT scores, making it easier to apply and students complete this program in less than two years while learning important lessons in sports journalism from experienced faculty and accomplished alums. Contact an enrollment advisor today at sbujournalism.com to learn more about St. Bonaventure's sports journalism program. That's sbujournalism.com. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by our great friend Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, Jam and Beats, Stanley Law Offices, and our terrific friends at the Allen Angus Pub. Before and after all the big events in central New York, if you're in and around the area, I'm telling you, man, right on Harrison Street, uh, before and after crunch hockey, before and after SU basketball, before and after concerts and entertainment, get on over to the Allen Angus Pub and try the best darn Angus burger in town. For more, visit allenanguspub.com. And I do want to throw a quick tip of the cap thank you out there as well to friends of the platter, Daryl Abert and the Swan and Whitaker families. All right, this is the first and only time that I'm able to do this kind of a podcast because all the games were done on Saturday and Sunday in the NFL. There's no Monday night football game. There's, you know, no um, no no Thursday night football game. There were two on Saturday and then everything else on Sunday. No teams had bye weeks. And because it's the customary final year, final week of the year, uh, you had all teams playing division games, right? Like everybody played a division rival. So let's backtrack it to a couple days ago as I record this. Chiefs Raiders on Saturday, and it was a joke. I mean, this was a game where you just saw the discrepancy of the two teams. You saw way more talent on one side than the other. I will say that Stidham really hung in there as quarterback of the Raiders, but that is just buffoonery that franchise right now. I mean, everything that they've done, um, you know, not giving Rich Bisaccia the job last year. Mark Davis is a clown owner. Uh, sending Derek Carr home, uh, you know. Strategizing behind you know closed doors against Devontae Adams. I mean, it, it, this whole thing with the Raiders is a complete and utter clown show. And it's funny because the two teams that missed the playoffs in the AFC West 
the Raiders and the Broncos made the biggest splashes in the offseason. You can tell me J.C. Jackson. You can tell me Khalil Mack with the Chargers. I would give you Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams for the Raiders above that. And I would give it Russell Wilson with the Broncos, too, because their roster was Super Bowl caliber in my eyes. I said, if they can get a Super Bowl elite quarterback type of guy like, well, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, look out. Well, they got Russell Wilson, and now they might be stuck and screwed um, with that contract and not having a lot of draft capital. But, you know, really, Kansas City just dominated all facets of the football game. It wasn't an overwhelmingly glaring offensive game for them, but they did enough on the ground, did enough, you know, through the air. And, um, you know, they they had the Thornhill interception. They worked off a couple short fields here and there. Chris Jones continues to be a menace. I mean, he had two and a half sacks. And the KC defensive line, the linebackers, they were flying around. The secondary had a great game. Six sacks in this game. Kansas City pounds the Raiders, who really have an identity crisis right now going into the offseason, 31-13. to Jaguars 20-16 to winners over the Titans. What a difference a year makes. No Urban Meyer. You add Doug Peterson. And voila, the Jacksonville Jaguars are AFC South champions. They beat their rival at home 20-16. to Trevor Lawrence, really steady all year long and in this game. Kirk, you know what? They got ripped for that free agent signing. He was outstanding. Six catches, 99 yards, and a touchdown. And we know the scoop and score play, the fumble. Josh Allen runs it in, and Jacksonville wins the game, and they win the division. Congratulations to the Jaguars and that fan base because uh, I really wanted them to win. I didn't want I didn't want Tennessee in there. I think Mike Vrabel's act of a coach and all the rest, but I just don't. I can't stand the Titans. I can't stand the way they play football. Uh, they're boring. Uh, there there is no star power to follow there really outside of Derrick Henry. Uh, they're so predictable, and yet you know the games they won, you kind of win, you kind of shake your head. But not on this day. It was all Jaguars all the time. And before I get to my uh, the rest of the games from the Week 18 and the recap and all that, a quick message for you from Bet Online, folks. I'm telling you, Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one source for all wagering in sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. In fact, you can find reviews and news for every league. Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. And Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join. Make your first sports bet. But listen to this use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we moved to Sunday, and this game was irrelevant. I mean, the Falcons beat the Buccaneers 30-17, to had no impact on anything. All teams besides Tampa are going to miss the playoffs. Tampa wins the division. They're 8-9. and nine. Uh, It's just been a pathetic year in the South. I got nothing for you on this game. I didn't see a second of this game. I didn't see a highlight of this game because it was irrelevant. Very relevant, however, was Patriots-Bills. The Patriots, they were playing for their playoff lives. If they you know won the game... Had a very good chance to make it in. The Bills, uh, they needed to win this game to secure the two seed. Uh, they did so 35-23. This was a game where it was just you cannot write it, you cannot predict it, you cannot make this stuff up with the uh, first play you know, from, from uh, kickoff. And Naeem Hines runs it back 96 yards. The place is going banana land. Then the Patriots answer. Then the Bills answer with a really long drive of their own. Then the Patriots answer. Then the Patriots get a field goal in the third quarter, and you're going, okay, maybe the emotional wall has been hit here. But no, 
Naheem Hines one more time from 101 yards, and John Brown with that amazing teardrop rollout throw by Josh Allen. And then it's 28-17, you're kind of feeling good, but then the Patriots score again. They miss the two-point conversion. Then the Bills get it, and they score with 8.51, and they're up 12, and you felt pretty good. Look, the difference in the game, it was three things. One, the Bills had Josh Allen, and the Patriots didn't. And number two, going off of that, would be the Milano, Edmonds, and Trey White interceptions. Edmonds and Milano were causing all kinds of problems for Mac Jones. What it was was the Bills needed to eventually slow down the run and make the Patriots beat them with difficult throws. And they finally got to the point where they were closing those gaps. They were getting more rushing, uh, you know, blitzing and all the rest to Mac Jones to force the ball out um, in spots he didn't want. And that wasn't the case earlier in the game because the Patriots were actually shredding the Buffalo Bills in this game uh, with their offense, with not a lot of guys. I mean, Jacoby Myers, I believe, is a free agent next year. When he, he looked nice in a Bills uniform with that offense. But, you know, when you look at Myers and company, you know, Parker, I mean, these guys were, you know, finding space. They really were. I mean, nobody had like a blowaway game, but they all kind of contributed. Mac Jones had 243 yards, but he had three picks. And, you know, well, Josh Allen had that one interception. He had three touchdowns of his own, and he was, you know, fairly efficient in this football game. Um, that You know, Allen on one side and not on the other was a difference. Obviously, eventually you know, slowing Mac Jones down after you, you kind of had a stranglehold on the run, making him throw into, you know, uncomfortable situations. And then, you know, clearly the third difference was Naheem Hines. I mean, his two returns were absolutely the difference in this football game. And now the Bills will host the Miami Dolphins this weekend in the wild card round. Uh, it'll be the third matchup between the two teams this season. But an emotional day, DeMar Hamlin, um, you know, tweeting from a hospital bed. As I record this, he just got released from the hospital. He's back in Buffalo. That happened a couple hours ago. So just a remarkable turnaround for that young man. Vikings beat the Bears 29-13, to and Minnesota gets 13 wins on the season, and it was just too much Minnesota offense, and the Bears are a pathetic team. They get a break, however, because they are now the team that picks number one because the Texans came all the way back and beat the Colts. Just an absurd game for the Texans to win, but this should prove it to everybody. We're like, oh, well, tanking, tanking, tanking. No, these guys are competitors. They hate losing. Now, the Texans came back and won. That gives the Bears a number one pick in the NFL draft. And look, I know they have Justin Fields right now, but would they look at a quarterback? I think they should give Justin Fields, you know, the Jalen Hurts treatment and go out and get a couple of guys and see how he, you know, performs off of that because Jalen Hurts last year compared to this year with A.J. Brown there, totally different deal. Devontae Smith is healthy. That Eagles offense is humming. We'll watch that Jalen Hurts injury situation for the postseason. But I got to tell you, if I'm the Bears, I'm drafting a major, major, major wide receiver, a clear-cut number one to give Justin Fields, uh, you know, or I'm going out and getting a bona fide game wrecker on defense and then going into the draft later and getting a receiver. However you do it, I got to get go get a, a, a weapon. In fact, why not trade out of the number one spot? Hell, give it back to... Uh, the the Texans and then get a you know a third and fourth round pick maybe uh, in addition to that or, or or trade to someone else who needs a quarterback and then stockpile your roster with picks starting with a playmaker at wide receiver. I know it sounds weird to use a number one pick on a wide receiver and maybe that will be the case for the Bears. But hey, trade out of it and then maybe you get a couple of wide receivers and a defensive game record. But that's what I would do if I'm the Chicago Bears. The Bengals beat the Ravens 27-16. Cincinnati coming on hard. They're one of the hottest teams in football. 6-1 and one at home, 12-4 and four overall. Bengals defense came up with a huge fumble recovery touchdown. And, you know, look, this was not a game that, um, you know, a lot of people would 
you know, reset the offensive records w- uh, books with. But uh, the Bengals, um, you know, they, they did what they needed to do. Uh, you know, starters played as long as they, uh, you know, wanted. Um, you know, Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson continue to be problems for offensive lines. The linebackers, the corners, this Bengals defense is flying around right now, and they are obviously a team that you do not want in the postseason. Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase, you got Boyd and Higgins, you got Mixon, high-powered offense, great special teams, well-coached, and of course, as we've noted a million different times before, this defense right now with Hubbard and Hendrickson and their experience going to the Super Bowl last year, the Bengals have as good a chance as anybody to get to and win the Super Bowl. They are a very complete, very good team, and uh, I wouldn't want to play this Bengals team at all. Mentioned the Texans over the Colts. We're just going to skate right by that. Dolphins make the postseason with a win over the Jets, 11-6. to They got uh, everything that they needed because they needed a Patriots loss. Uh, the Steelers did win over the Browns, but it wasn't enough for Pittsburgh to get in from a uh, you know, a, a tie-break standpoint. But, you know, look, Mike Tomlin, no losing season. If this was the season, uh, if there was a season to have a losing season, it was this one. But Pittsburgh says, no, thank you. They win the game. No losing season for Tomlin, but they will miss the playoffs. Um, you know, the Browns were obviously awful for the majority of the year, and it made me sick watching Deshaun Watson take the football field. Uh, meanwhile, the Dolphins make the postseason. They'll head to Buffalo waiting to see if Raheem Mostert can start and to a tongue of Iola. They got injuries across the board. They're kind of limping in. Um, you know, I, I expect the Dolphins to still play tough, play competitive. I think this will be a close game for the majority of it, and then the Bills maybe pull away with a couple of those key drives we've seen them uh, get when they need them in the uh, you know late second half. Panthers beat the Saints 10-7. to Game was completely irrelevant because both teams weren't going to the playoffs. But in a game that didn't mean a lot, Elvin Kamara, 100-yard game there, and uh, both teams need to find an identity, and they need to find quarterbacks in the offseason, no doubt. Broncos beat the Chargers 31-28. to This game was basically irrelevant as well, and, uh, you know, Russell Wilson shined with three touchdown passes against the Charger team that, you know, they really didn't play their people uh, that much, and so uh, Denver wins a game that was uh, completely and utterly uh, just not, uh, you know, just not important. Uh, Denver, you know, it, it just goes to show you when they don't have to concentrate on something, they can go out and play you know, the football that maybe we expected this year. Um, Chase Daniel got in there. Obviously, he wanted to rest Justin Herbert after a while. He wanted to rest Eckler after a while. Keenan Allen had an 100-yard game. Jerry Judy was great in this game for the Denver Broncos. Shows you how much talent he has. We'll see if Denver can kind of fix this thing. They obviously have to get the right head coach. But, you know, look, they're hoping that Russell Wilson can come out of this thing because that right now is their only hope moving into the future because they just do not have the draft capital because they did acquire Russell Wilson. Eagles 22-16 over the Giants. They get the number one seed, Jalen Hurts, uh, in this game. But again, uh, we're going to have to monitor just how healthy he's going to be. Clearly, they have a bye that's going to help Philadelphia rest people. Uh, 49ers beat the Cardinals. uh, Oh, and I should note with the Giants, they made the playoffs this year. I mean, they're going to play the Vikings this weekend. Brian Dable's coach of the year for me. And, you know, I think the Giants, you know, they could be a tough out just because of how physical they play how they take advantage of short fields and turnovers and all the rest. They could give Minnesota some trouble in mini, but I think that home field advantage and I think the offensive firepower of Jefferson, Cook, and Cousins will be enough to get past the Giants. But I will not be surprised if the Giants make some noise in the postseason. I just won't. Uh, they're just they're, they're, they're drilled by Dable. They're drilled by their upper management. They're drilled to perform and, and play hard. Um, you know, effort means a lot in this sport, of course. And, uh, 
you know, watch out. Let's see what the Giants can do. But the Eagles, meanwhile, they're just hoping to have a 100% fully uh, healthy roster uh, after the bye week and uh, make a charge at the Super Bowl. 49ers over the Cardinals, 38-13. There is no better, no hotter team in the NFL right now than the 49ers. Brock Purdy's getting it done. A.J. Green, uh, Mitchell. Uh, this team, 13-4, 8-1 at home. This is the team, to me, you do not want to play. If I had to pick one team over every other one except maybe KC, I would not want to play the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, this team right now is humming all cylinders. They've got the special teams working. They're playing all facets. Very, very strong. Um, you know, I mentioned Purdy with the three touchdowns in the regular season finale. They've got Nick Bosa. They've got Fred Warner. They've got Armstead. They've got big-time tacklers and ball hawkers. This Niners team is complete, and they are ready to make a run. Seahawks, 1916 winners over the Rams. Drama, Just a drama-filled game because of that last playoff spot it turns out the Seahawks beat the Rams that means that the Lions aren't going to the postseason and the three wildcard teams are Seattle the Giants and the Vikings but just a dramatic game end of the fourth quarter the kicker misses it they get the ball back in OT and voila the Russell Wilson trade ends up paying off Geno Smith has a year for the ages for the Seattle Seahawks Walker runs it for 100 plus in this game as well and the Seahawks prevail with the OTINT and the game-winning field goal against the Rams. Hey, leave it to Baker Mayfield to turn the ball over in a huge spot, right? I mean, couldn't we just have predicted that? And the Seahawks get the win 19-16. to They are going to the postseason tall order facing the San Francisco 49ers. Before I get to the last two games of the Week 18 campaign in the NFL, I wanted to tell you that the ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Burn Dairy. If you're in and around Central New York, make sure you gas up your vehicle. You've got the pizza, the subs. They've got the amazing selection of drinks in the coolers. They've got the delicious chocolate milk, donuts, and uh, a heck of a lot more, the coffee. Uh, just great, great stuff over at Burn Dairy. All participating locations offering you food and grocery, gas, and more at Burn Dairy, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to friends of the platform, Bob Lindsley, Daryl Abert, and the Whitaker family. Coming up next, I'll give you those two games on the recap side of things, Week 18. But first, this on the ML Sports Platter. Back with you, two more games to talk about here from Week 18. The Commanders beat the Cowboys 26-6. to And, I mean, are you worried as a Cowboy fan? I, I would have been worried before this, but goodness. I mean, with some things to play for, right? I mean, the NFC situation home field uh wow the Cowboys just went on the road and just looked horrible um you know I mean it, they 12 and 5 you know if they had won that game they'd be 13 and 4 you know you're, you're hoping as a Cowboy fan the Eagles lose whatever and you know there's there's home field across the board all up for grabs right with the Niners and the Cowboys and the Eagles but it turns out the Cowboys just went and laid an egg in, in the nation's capital they were absolutely horrible in this game they got outplayed they got outman uh they got out hustled uh, Howell scored the first rushing, career rushing TD in this game. Uh, the Commanders came out and played like they really, really wanted this. And, you know, I think the Commanders have a pretty solid roster. You know, when you look at Batterson and McLaurin and others, uh, they clearly got to fix the quarterback situation. I know Taylor Heineke is the most serviceable of all of them, but they do need to fix that with that great defense they have. And they went 500 this year, and the Commanders, to me, they got to go out and figure out the quarterback spot. If they can get a quarterback, this is a team that can make the postseason routinely because of how well they play across the other uh, stages of the football field. So uh, just a great win for the Commanders, and the Cowboys are kind of limping in, not playing great football. I don't trust Dak Prescott anyway on the big stage. 
So I, I, I would write them off right now. In fact, I wrote them off even when they were winning games in the regular season. Until you show me, Dallas Cowboys, I ain't picking you to do anything. Lions 20-16 to winners over the Packers. This is all about Detroit. I know people want to make it about Aaron Rodgers. Is he going to come back next year? All the drama in the offseason, blah, blah, blah. The Packers, you know, crap the bet again. Fine. This was about the Lions. This was about the Lions kind of giving people, I think, a lesson learned here in the game of football and the game of life. Meaning, the Lions were told, of course, because they had the game out at Lambeau, you're not going to the playoffs before kickoff because Seattle beat the Rams in overtime with that field goal. The Lions went out there and they played their butts off to win that game in Lambeau against a quasi-rival. Goff was good enough, really good in spots. Williams running the ball, fantastic. And Detroit went 9-8 and eight this year. And that offense, you know what? Pretty good, you know? You had the gutsy fourth quarter calls in this game for Detroit. They prevail, and you know what? The future's bright. They've got some records on defense led by Aiden Hutchinson, who I love. They've got Goff. They've got Williams. They've got St. Brown. You know, they got some good draft capital. I, I like Detroit a lot here moving forward, and Jared Goff, of course, there, and they've built that culture with Dan Campbell. Detroit is on the up and up. Mike Lindsley with you here. It's the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by our good friends at Stanley Law Offices, Ken's Auto Detailing. Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, New York State, and our terrific friends at Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. Visit them online at stumblingmonkeybeer.com. They're on School Street in the Victor Rochester area. A great place to go watch the games and have a couple of cold drafts with your pals. And shop the showcase as well, the hats, the amazing glasses, other gear, shirts, and more at stumblingmonkeybeer.com. And find out more about how you can join the Mug Club today as well. Hit me on Twitter at MikeLSports and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Mike L. Sports, and as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.